Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the Virtual CISO Moment Wrap-Up for Friday, September 9th, 2022. Do you frequent any of the hotels within the Intercontinental Hotels Suite? Intercontinental Hotels Group Cyberattack Disrupts Booking Systems, according to an article earlier this week in Bleeping Computer. They say that their IT systems have been disrupted since yesterday. This was This article came out in the 6th, so that would have been early in the week and after his network was breached. Now, IHG is a British company. You might be familiar with some of their hotels, including Intercontinental, Regent, Sixth Sense, Crown Plaza, and Holiday Inn and Holiday Inn Express. Now, IHG did not give details about the attack itself, but it certainly has the hallmarks of a ransomware attack because ransomware attacks usually end up encrypting systems, which then has an effect of basically denying service. According to IHG, at this point in time, they were saying that they were working to fully restore all systems as soon as possible and to the, assess the nature and extent of impact of the incident. I think I saw somewhere else that normal operations had been restored as of this time. Security pros have been talking about TikTok as not being exactly the most secure platform to Engage in social media activities. Well, this may enhance that. According to MSN, TikTok hacked over 2 billion user database records were stolen, according to security researchers. Now, from Beehive Cybersecurity tweet, this is your quote, this is your forewarning. TikTok has reportedly suffered a data breach, and if true, there may be fallout from it in the coming days. We recommend you change your TikTok password and enable two-factor authentication if you have not done so already. Now, a TikTok spokesman was quoted as saying in news reports that their security team investigated the statement and determined that the code in question is completely unrelated to TikTok's backend source code. Doesn't sound like, though, a denial that there wasn't some sort of information breached in some way, shape, or form. So, see how that develops. Are you a fan of North Face? Well, sorry to say that up to almost 200,000 North Face accounts were hacked in a credential stuffing attack. This according to bleepingcomputer.com. The specific total was 194,905 accounts on the northface.com website. The article goes on to explain that a credential stuffing attack is when threat actors use email addresses or usernames and password combinations obtained from data breaches to attempt to hack into user accounts on other websites. In other words, if you use the same credentials without two-factor authentication between websites and one website is, is or any sort of resource is compromised, well, then the other sites could be easily be compromised by trying those credentials. So don't reuse accounts or passwords. That's why we typically will say that. Now, according to the article, North Face determined that the attackers managed to breach the records using the valid credentials, potentially accessing the following customer information. Full name, purchase history, billing address, shipping address, telephone number, account creation date, gender, and XPLR pass reward records. From the Hacker News, fake antivirus and cleaner apps caught installing SharkBot, Android banking Trojan. SharkBot has once again made an appearance on the Google Play Store by masquerading as antivirus and cleaner apps. The specific apps in question are Mr. Phone Cleaner and Kilhavy Mobile Security. 
they have over 60,000 installations between them. They are designed to target users in Spain, Australia, Poland, Germany, the United States, and Austria. Apparently, the new version asks the victim to install the malware as a fake update for the antivirus to stay protected against threats. So just when you thought you were doing the right thing, bam. And then more of an informational piece from CSO Online, how posting personal and business photos can be a security risk. Goes on to say that geotags, metadata, and location information from images, well, they can allow competitors, cyber criminals, and even nation-state threat actors to gain knowledge that they can use against organizations or even against your own safety. So, you know, when going on vacations and going to conferences and so forth, it's usually recommended that you post to social media after the event. I know in some cases, particularly if you're more of a public person and you're listed as a speaker, it's a little bit hard to hide that you're going to be an event, but, but you'd also at that point in time, maybe don't need to publicize it from a security standpoint. And this even happens with security conferences where people will post when they're at the conference, but that kind of goes against best practices. So just think about that. And certainly it's not advised to identify where you're at with the tag your location or check-in feature. So good little article about that. Thought that you'd be interested in it. Some good advice. And then finally, actually, this is from technative.io, and it's actually from July 4th of this past year, but I came across it and thought it was interesting to pass on. It's about cybersecurity technical debt and the need to bring it under, under control. This is where we have a lot of different systems doing different things. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in 30 seconds. Sometimes, certainly not all the times, but sometimes the process goes like this. Company hires a new CISO because there's some sort of an issue going on with security. Maybe they've had a breach. Maybe they failed an audit or an exam or something like that. And it's recognized, well, we need to get someone in to fix this. CISO comes in, analyzes the problem, proposes a new tool. The new tool is put in. It is tuned, configured, and then it's running. And then eventually the ROI on it isn't necessarily completely realized or it is not quite what was promised, whether it be promised by the technology company or the CISO. But by that point in time, the CISO then will move on to another assignment, another job. Notice that the tenure of a CISO is, uh, I guess, rule of thumb between 18, 20, 22 months. That's usually how long it might take in a lot of organizations to convince the C-suite and the board of directors to put in a great new tool. But we, we then repeat the process because we're sold on the idea, well, this tool will take care of this issue and this tool will take care of that, that issue. And then we come up with this technical debt. We have so many technical controls in place that first of all, we don't have the people to administer them. Second of all, we don't understand what they're doing and more importantly, what gaps are between them. But we, we, we have a sense of immediate gratification. It's like, well, we put in another tool. This will take care of it. This will be the final thing that will make our information security, our information technology security posture the best that it can be. 
Now, it is a hard lift to go through and try to untangle all of that. You have to go through, you have to identify each system, identify what it's doing, what control it is, what it's doing it to, meaning is it what information it's working on or what access it's working on or what logging it's working on. Put all this together so, so that you can holistically look at it and make some decisions based on what things are doing, what what overlaps you have, what incompatibilities you might have, and most importantly, what gaps you have. And then almost start from scratch and figure out. I know it almost sounds like that <laughs> against what I'm saying that you might need to get another tool, but the idea is the next tool you get, think about how that, that can declutter your technical control landscape because it really is unsustainable. Sometimes I think also that when we talk about that there's a a definite glut or not a glut, but definite shortage rather in information security pros, I think sometimes is that maybe we haven't designed our backends all that much. Maybe we don't need to have five or 10 security analysts working on 10 different systems. Maybe we just need three analysts on three different systems, something like that. Now, I'm not saying that's the case all the time, and nor am I implying that that's getting back to the beginning of what I was talking about here, that that's why there's CISO turnover for everybody or that every CISO feels that way or, or goes, works that way. But certainly it does happen. And if you think that that's happening in your organization, do a bit of self-reflection, do a controls audit, technical controls audit, and see what you have out there. So that's it for this Friday. I hope you have a great weekend and until next time, stay secure.